Hey, it's Julia Fay. Yes, that does rhyme. I'm a brand photographer located in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I am here on the mic because one day it hit me in the face that there is a lot to say when it comes to growing a business, heck, maintaining that business, and also, drumroll please, enjoying your life outside of your business. I am consistently meeting smart, creative, driven women and men who are doing these things every day. And I thought, why am I not asking them questions and recording the answers and conversations? It's my hope you learn something new here or you get an idea that takes you somewhere new in your life. All right, let's get started and let's skip the small talk. Hey, hey, we are back on part two with Jenna Dakin. We are talking all about care inside of our businesses and inside of our life. On part one, we talked about client care and some different ways you can just, I mean, how many times can I say care? Show you care um, with different acts of just surprises and gifts, but also just being intentional inside of your business. And now we are going to switch places and talk about self-care because as busy business owners, usually in the service or product industry, we are all about the customer and making sure people have what they need and when they need it and are they happy. What can we do to fix it if they're not that we often don't actually look in the mirror and make sure we're doing okay. So we're going to talk about self-care and we're also going to talk about what Jenna kind of coined as aimlessly earning. Um, And we're talking about money there because as entrepreneurs, um, I'm definitely not, I don't think that I'm alone when I say an inquiry comes in. I kind of just think I have to take it because, you know, I want to help somebody. They want me. Um, So it's just easy to kind of say yes, yes, yes. And before you know it, the burnout comes. We haven't set boundaries for our personal life, all that jazz. So we're going to unpack that today. Um, So just kind of in short, I personally think that self-care can sometimes be shrugged off as like making time for a bubble bath at the end of the day or making sure I book my 60-minute massage at Massage Envy or maybe even booking a weekend getaway and I actually set like an out-of-office response, but we all know I'm still looking at my email and I see that you've emailed me. Um, So yes, while those are great ways of self-care practice, they aren't always routine and sustainable in the long run for mental health. So what we're going to talk with Jenna about today is her own self-care journey and how she has kind of, I don't want to say fixed, but you've kind of rerouted self-care and what that looks like in your life. Um, As your friend, I kind of watched from the sidelines, you realize that you were always six feet away from your laptop, that you were like kind of realizing what was happening in your self-care and in your business and realizing like, wait, why am I doing this? I don't understand why I'm doing it. Um, And then you kind of, you know, I remember the day you were like, I am aimlessly earning. I made X amount of money and I didn't even mean to. And it makes sense because I was always working, but I kind of want a little bit of my life back. So tell us about that realization, how you got there. Yeah. So like so many, like you ask, a business owner, why did you start your business? Oh, I wanted to set my own schedule or I wanted the freedom and flexibility to do this and that. And that certainly is an answer to a lot of mine. And I realized though that I didn't have freedom. Mm -hmm. I did not have flexibility because I was not giving that to myself because I did not feel comfortable stepping away. And the not being comfortable is the issue um, because 
I had an idea of my numbers. Like I, I did know what was coming in and coming out. However, I didn't have a solid plan of how many clients I wanted to take, how many clients did I want to serve, how many, how much money did I want to bring in, what was actually like what is success to me? Because essentially success could mean dollar signs for some people or success could mean you have the freedom and flexibility to not book one client for a whole month. For instance, July is a big month for me because I like to go back to Michigan to spend it with my family. Realizing I had the flexibility to adjust my schedule to my client load to be able to fit that in was um, very impactful. So once I realized that success I have to define success. Right. Um, that really changed my whole mentality. So I define success, and um, this is a partnership. I'm married, so my husband and I define this together, and what made sense for me and what made sense for him, and how was I contributing versus how was he going to contribute, and what really, how did I bring value into our family? And I realized that my value wasn't riding on the amount of clients I was booking. Right. And so I was essentially burning myself out for no reason. Um, mind you, I am, I am a people pleaser, so it's hard for me to say no, especially when like fun projects come in my inbox. I love what I do. But I realized that if I wasn't taking care of myself, I wasn't taking care of my clients well. My client experience was falling through the cracks. I just wasn't who I was because I was literally waking up, opening my computer, and then going to sleep, sometimes with my computer still open. Right. So what I did is I laid out financially my goals uh, for my business, and then personally, like what did I want to accomplish in that year, and what would that take? And I laid out how many clients that meant that I needed to serve in that year. And um, I did that... And set that and ran with that. And that was the most impactful thing is knowing that number. Because by knowing that number, I knew what I could potentially be bringing in financially. And maybe it, I even left some space for maybe there's a fun thing that came about that um, I wanted to participate in. And I have the freedom to choose that. But at times when I was so overloaded, I couldn't do fun things um, that would come up out of the blue because I just was so overwhelmed and I'd have four projects on at a time. And I just really felt like once I laid out those details to myself, not only was I a better person, I was way more present in my conversations, but I served my clients way, way better. Wow. That's so awesome. How long did it take to, you know, you kind of set the rules, you kind of set that number and, um, you know, I'm sure it kind of took a minute to adjust to it, especially as, okay, I've, I've set this number, but now someone just asked me, ooh, a DM came here, ooh, an email came here. What helped you like stick to that kind of, you know, overnight or however long it took? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's certainly fear there. The scarcity mindset is real. It is so real. And I decided to do this. And then um, we had a pandemic hit. So I was like, oh my gosh, am I, I, no ever, <laughs> am I ever going to have clients? Like, especially being serving those in the travel industry, I was like, oh, well, yep. I mean, I guess it might be forced upon me. Right. When I, in all actuality, I actually had more business, which I am very grateful for. And um, especially in a time of so much uncertainty. So I was able to really practice that. Yeah. It was not easy. Um, but what 
I a rule I made for myself is before I'm someone who like likes an inbox zero. So like let me respond to all my emails and get them all out. Um, I had I had to give myself a rule that I had to sit on inquiries for at least at least like 30 minutes. Mind you, I'm not in my inbox all the time, right. but if I was and I saw one come in, I couldn't respond to it right away. I also implemented which was extremely helpful for me. Um, I implemented an autoresponder in my inbox. So I have canned emails that go, that I have that typically go out. I customize them for each of my the inquiries or clients or whatever it may be. But this autoresponder was a game changer for me because I set the expectations from the very beginning. And setting those expectations helped with, I mean, I've had pe- very disappointed people when I say I can't help them. Right. And that's so hard on me because I'm like, okay, well, let me just like readjust my whole schedule and right. let me fit you in. But then again, if I'm doing that, I'm saying no to like a fun weekend with my family or husband or friends or whatever it might be. And so I had to remember taking that intentional time to sit and look at this project. One, research the person. Is this person a fit? Is this person an ideal client? Because now if I'm only taking nine to 10 clients a year, I have to be specific on who I'm serving and my style has to match theirs. So there was, I implemented an application process so that I had a second to speak with clients, uh, potential clients beforehand, so we could make sure we were matches. And then from there, I would just really ultimately make the decision if it was right for me. But this autoresponder to go back to that was extremely helpful because it just laid out the expectations. Like I'm not booking until fall of 2020. At this time, it was spring of last year. And um, so set the expectation that you are not, we're not going to start a project in a couple of weeks. Right. Um, also, I used to serve clients as um, like a virtual assistant or like online business management type of um type of services and I don't do that any longer and so that is right in there I do not these services are booked I am not taking clients at this time if you need recommendations here are a list and so I'm still following up with these clients but they are getting this right off the bat they know when they can expect to hear from me I put my hours directly in there I try to stick to my office hours I was um, just about to ask you about yeah, office hours. But that doesn't always happen. Right. So you can preach and preach like work nine to five or whatever it might be, whatever suits you. And, but that doesn't always work. Right. So there's tools like in Google, like right. uh, the it's, boomerang. Oh, it's the most amazing thing yeah. because you might need to work after hours, but your clients don't have to know that you're doing that. And right. that's not even technically after hours to you because it's your business. It's your business. So yeah. maybe you took the afternoon to do something right. that's been on your list or maybe it's simply like going to doctor's appointments, right. like things you need to do. Right. But you still need to respond to those emails because yeah. you are the person that's going to do them. So taking advantage of technology like that also not only helped me practice self-care, but right. it also showed others I'm practicing what I preach. Yes. Um, even if it's scheduling those emails out, but they don't have to know my schedule. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. I think what's great about the, um, you know, I, I wouldn't call it an away message, but you know that's what, what it is. That's what yeah, you call it. What it is. <laughs> Aim away message. Yeah. BRB, mom's cooking dinner. Yeah. Um, but like that first impression, um, I think is one, it's client care going back to that, yes. but also the mental self care, because I also, and I think a lot of other listeners probably 
also feel like they can't stop looking at their inbox. And especially when you see something sitting in there, it's like you feel the need to answer. And you also feel that I feel like we feel the need to answer one. So we can just get in touch with the client, but also it's like marking off a to-do list. Totally. So having that first impression away message is probably great for crossing off both. Like, you know, you sent something and then they have something to learn right away. Um, so I think that's huge. Completely. And then um, the other thing I was going to say, oh, you also, okay, so when you are booked, when you know you have, let's say, June and July, you're tapped out. You know your numbers. You have the clients you need. Taking on any more would just, you know, go back on your word. And also, you know, it's not practicing the true self-care. So I know you've incorporated a wait list before. Yes. Has that been helpful to, like, feel like, okay, I'm not just telling everyone I'm booked. Like, if they really, if they have you know, wiggle room in their timeline, you know, does that help kind of scratch that itch of like, I haven't lost them, but like, we're just not working together right away. That's huge. And it's huge for me. I mean, a lot of this like selfishly is about making me really feel comfortable because when I was uncomfortable in a sense of like, I was turning people away or I felt like I needed to respond to people quickly. That's when I would digress from my boundaries that I would set. Um, so putting these in place have helped me really stick to boundaries. Yeah. So the the wait list has been everything because now I'm just essentially training people that I'm opening a wait list X times a year. Right. Um, before, it's like quarterly. And um, so that gives me an opportunity further to vet people. Also, um, I was finding people people hear about you and they want to work with you and that's so great, but they actually don't know what they need. Um, so putting in place a process like an application, like I mentioned, right. so that I can really get insight into these people's businesses. So because ultimately, I, as much as I want to be able to serve others, I have to be the right person. Right. And so that really helped too. It was a way to really hone in on your ideal client. So these people were on the wait list. They were sitting and sure, maybe it was a couple months. But they were hearing from me, right. and they were knowing I was coming. They were knowing you can expect details on this date, um, and I was nurturing them while they were waiting. Right. So oh, that, that makes that's something you can put into play when you set up the wait list, right. and it's not something that is going to take a ton of time, but it's a way to perform client care, but yeah. also make you feel more comfortable right. and saying no or right. saying maybe later. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I think that's so genius. And like the whole point of all of this is, well, well, two things. One, the whole point of owning your business is to like love your job and feel like you have the best of both worlds. You have the best business ever. And you also have this time off, yes. the luxury to take a Tuesday off or to take a Tuesday lunch. Yes. Like there's so many like pieces of luxury that come with owning a small business. And when we just work ourselves to death and like take everything on just out of the habit of taking things on, we realize, oh, I haven't given myself any time off. I haven't actually like done <laughs> the things, like the reason I started this. When I started my business, I was like, I'm never working a weekend. Like I, or I'll work certain weeks and then take off certain weeks. Like that's the whole point. And then I'm like seven years in and I work constantly granted I don't take Saturday shoots anymore unless you want to pay me a lot of money but like I still fill my days and there are so many weeks where I'm like holy crap I should I can't even go get my nails done 
Like, it's so true. How did I it's get in so this position? It, taking time off feels like scary. Like I remember at the beginning, um, I was very similar. I was also like, I just, uh, I, I'm a very hard worker in a sense of like, I have a hard time like stepping back. So yeah. if I step back, I'm one scared that like, all right, am I going to lose my edge? Right. Like, am, is someone going to like, are they going to outdo me in a sense? I'm competitive by nature as well. And I'm just also like, oh, no, that person's not me. Right. Like I, like I control what's going on here. I yeah. need to figure this out. And the taking time off, like I'm crazy because right. if I actually take time off, I have the edge right. because I am nerd. I'm you're just winning. Like, yes, if you're taking I'm time resting. off. I am yeah. re-energizing. Like I have noticed so much when I take a step back from things, how much my creative juices are flowing. Yeah. Like I can't stop. Like I have to always have a notebook with me. Right. Where that doesn't happen when I'm sitting in front of a screen all day long. Yeah. Yeah. So that the hustle mentality is, can be somewhat addicting because you're seeing so many people do it. Right. But it's also not normal. It's for for you to function as a human, or at least I have found it's not normal for me. So I was trying to get into something or I was trying to buy in and follow in something that just didn't allow me to function at my best. And so I needed to, you were consuming so much information, social media, newsletters, whatever it might be, you consume and consume and you see what all these other people are doing. And And you think you have to keep up in the race. Totally. Yeah. And so taking a step back and yeah. really defining the success that I mentioned, um, that helped me see like, okay, this person, yeah. this is this to them, but yeah. I can't do it this way. Right. So I needed to do what works best for me, my family, my yep. business, my clients. And that that was a game changer. It was also eye-opening. I was like, yeah. what have I been doing all this time? Right. I, I'm like, we need to start documenting. You know, we always document our to-do list, yes. all the things we accomplished. That's the, th- that's the stuff we show. I'm like, we need to start a new challenge of like, I want to see what really fun thing you let yourself do today. 100%. Like, where's, I want to see what you took yourself for lunch, the, the amount of days or hours you gave yourself off that month. Like, 100%. those are the things that's the cool stuff. Totally. Because that's what you are, you started your business for is to give yourself that freedom. Right. When I always, like, I always say I'm like the hardest boss because I would never right. give myself that. But right. I would start small. Like last summer I was like, okay, you need to spend an hour outside. That sounds crazy. A whole hour? A whole hour outside. Not on a call, <laughs> yes. not pacing Nothing. back and forth on a call. With a book yeah. and just, just be outside. Right. And don't, just take your mind away. Right. And just the fact of doing that, I was such a better person. Right, right. So but much so energy. Minor. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the whole point of self-care. Mm-hmm. Like, one, to enjoy your life, but two, to refuel mm-hmm. and actually get back. When you're back at your computer, when you're back in front of your client, you're not just drained also really pale because you haven't been outside and <laughs> only been in front of your computer for weeks. But, like, you're not drained. You have all of these ideas. You're full of energy. And that is the whole point of it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm here for normalizing, like, self-care and not feeling guilty about it. Yes, me too. Yeah. Oh, well, those were such great tips. And I, as just your friend that's been able to watch it, literally, again, like I said in the other episode, 100% she's living by what she is saying, and that's admirable, and I hope all of your fairy dust rubs <laughs> off on <laughs> me um, because, I mean, we, we all need it, and let's normalize talking about it more and showing it off. 
I love it. Thank you for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. You'll be back. (laughs) I'll drag you back in here soon. I can't wait. (laughs) Unpack your knowledge. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you took something away. I hope you're making plans for something great this weekend away from your laptops, away from work, and treating yourself because you're an awesome business owner and you deserve it. All right. That's it on Skip the Small Talk. We'll see you next time.